0: Good morning and welcome to today's All Market Update with Callum McPherson. How are you doing today, Callum? Very well. Yourself, Toby? Yeah, pretty good, thank you. Uh, So, Brent is trading over $73 per barrel this morning, Uh, but let's start with progress on Iran sanctions. Is it true that some sanctions have been lifted? Yes, it is. And this caused a significant sell off on Thursday evening, but that was reversed very quickly when it was realized that sanctions uh, actually, applied to three former Iranian officials and uh, two energy companies. So these are irrelevant, really, so far as uh, Iranian crude going to the world markets. Um, so the US seems to have done this as a kind of gesture, um, and this probably shows how badly the talks are going. But they felt it necessary to, to do that to try and generate some momentum into it. Um, al- also, the US has applied some fresh sanctions to. Uh, to, to Iran, to members of the Iranian network, the U.S. funding the Revolutionary Guard, the fighters in Yemen, so it's, a, uh, it's, it's, it's not even a one-way street in terms of sanctions. Um, so anyway, it seems unlikely that the talks are going to reach uh, a, a, a deal with Iran ahead of the presidential election this week, where the nuclear deal has been a significant uh, election issue. Uh, I mean, logically, you'd think that uh, Iran must want the sanctions to be lifted so it can start exporting oil again, and it's not going to have a better uh, chance of doing that with the current U.S. President. So you'd kind of think that ultimately they would agree uh, to something, uh, but uh, we're we're clearly not there yet. Um, Just in terms of what it would mean for the market if the sanctions were lifted, Iran was producing about 4 million barrels per day, uh, for Trump impose sanctions a years ago, um, whereas the latest IEA report suggests that uh, the grant is producing about 2.5 million barrels per day, so there's roughly 1.5 million barrels per day that could come back if the sanctions were lifted. OK, and the IEA published its latest monthly report last week. What did that have to say about the outlook for fundamentals? Well, I think there are two main areas of interest. Uh, one is on the balance market, the second half of this year. And here, the IEA is suggesting they need to produce – sorry, the OPEC needs to produce about 28 million barrels. Currently, in, plus uh, additional uh, output that we know is coming this month and, and next month, in line with the current schedule for increasing output, we'd expect that, that OPEC something like 26 million barrels a day uh, in, in July. So consequently, if that one and a half million barrels of Iranian uh, output does come back into the market at the second half of this year, then that would probably be enough to pretty much balance the um, So the forecast for next year, uh, for the first time the IEA has made a 2020 forecast, uh, so th- and this was the other main point, um, they're they're expecting demand to increase back to pre-pandemic levels around 100 million barrels a day. But they're they're saying that's going to come from non-OPEC sources, uh, and consequently, um, the expectation would would be that uh, the demand on on OPEC would be similar to the second half of this year, around 28 million barrels a day. So if uh, the Iranian output does come back into the market, uh, and and given the uh, AA is forecasting next year. Actually, the situation doesn't appear to be quite so great for OPEC as might have been thinking months ago in terms of their their pricing Either for the remainder of this year or for the remainder of next year. Um, What would change that significantly would be if it became clear that uh, Iran really can't reach a deal on lifting these sanctions. All right, and the, the G7 meeting has been going on in recent days and tackling climate change has been one of the key themes. What has been agreed on that front and how might it affect energy markets in the years ahead? Well, of course, the US has now returned to the Paris Agreement anyway, so all of the G7 countries are really committed to limiting global warming. So the question is, what is new in what is said in the, uh, the, the statement results? So, meeting over the weekend. Uh, now there is a, a long section in the communique about climate change with members uh, committing to phase out direct government support for international carbon intensive fossil fuel as soon as possible, uh, but with a loophole of limited exceptions. Um, there was a particular focus on power generation and thermal coal, such about the need to overwhelmingly decarbonise the power system in the 2030s. Uh, And that international investment in unabated coal stop now, and also uh, new direct government support for unabated international thermal coal power generation by the end of 2021. Um, But crucially, no mention of stopping unabated thermal coal altogether. Uh, and, And that emission in particular has attracted a lot of criticism. Um, and in some ways, the communique seems to be a, bit of a holding state ahead of cop twenty six and in fact there 's a commitment of these members to providing uh, twenty twenty fifty long term strategies to be delivered at cop twenty six and the point of those set out steps to, to, to achieving uh, net zero and and certainly they'll i think after the the, the, the reaction to the, the over the weekend, which is you know, it seems to be taken seriously but uh, not so great there will be under a lot of pressure to deliver more, uh, and greater clarity at cop uh, twenty six um so I, I, in summary there's not clear that there's anything in this that is very new use for, for energy markets the transition. sorry the transition to gas and renewables underway anyway in those G7 countries. Uh, even, in fact, that was happening even under Trump in the U.S. Um, but of greater significance really is, is the shift, same kind of shift going on in China. Uh, actually, our oil and gas team uh, used a great research day, uh, last week. The gas market in particular highlighted the growth for uh, LNG uh, in Asia. Lovely. Uh, Thank you for the update, Callum. Brilliant. Thanks very much, Toby.